Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In-depth conversations, matchup breakdown, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with Chris Mack and Josh Taylor. And welcome back in. The show's so nice, they may actually let us do it twice. We'll see if this gets uploaded later or not. It is Fourth Down in the Steel City. He's Josh Taylor. I'm Chris Mack and Greg Finley, of course, producing, trying to keep us in line. He will join us in just a couple of minutes when we will go around the league. Now that we are officially a little less than one week from kickoff of the NFL season, depending on when you're listening to this, we will go around the league and give you our predictions for all the major awards, who's going to win the divisions, who the wild cards will be, how the Super Bowl will play out. I imagine we've both got some tricks up our sleeve, and I'm sure Greg does as well, as we'll go through that in the second segment of today's show. Third segment, somebody who can be Yinzer in the very best way, was being Yinzer in the very best way possible in all places, Bristol, Connecticut, yesterday. We explained what it means and how it ties into what we'll talk about in the third segment, but we start off the day here on fourth down in the steel city by asking you to make sure you are subscribed or following the podcast, of course, inside your odyssey app on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to make sure you get the latest episodes as soon as they are ready in your odyssey app. It's those three little buttons up there. You tap on them, make sure you're following in YouTube. It's that little bell down there. You tap on that, make sure you get your alerts. And of course, in any of your podcast catchers, you know how to subscribe. Let's start with, The news of the day, which is the practice squad, almost a little more than halfway set, Josh. Uh, They sign, let's see, nine different guys to the practice squad after the initial cut down to 53. I'll rattle off the names. Uh, In some cases, only the hardest core Pittsburgh Steelers fans will know who some of these guys are because they managed to stay awake for all of the fourth quarters in the preseason and see all of these names at some point in time on their TV screen. But... Greg Bell, running back, wide receiver Des Fitzpatrick, tight end Rodney Williams, defensive lineman Jonathan Marshall and Braden Fajoko, linebacker David Perales, Luke Barku and Anthony Brown, the corners, and Trenton Thompson, the safety. So, uh, look, if you get down to practice squad guys, there's a good chance you're thin enough at that position where you're calling up practice squad guys that you are in trouble. But nonetheless, I think there's at least one or two names out of this group. You just do the math. Guys get hurt. It happens. Who will see play at some point this year on the 53-man roster and on the 45, 46 that get uh, dressed on game day. 
So if you got to pick one, Josh, we'll, we'll do it this way. Is there one guy on this list? Because I have one in mind. We may be thinking the same way. I'm curious if we are or not. One guy who m- will actually have an impact at some point in these 17 games. The easy answer, and this might be the one you have, the easy answer is Brayton Fajoko. Yes, sir. He's the easy answer because he's a guy who a lot of people expected to make the 53-man roster. Mm-hmm. So I think when he didn't make it, it caught some people off guard, and they're going, well, who's going who's gonna to be the guy stuffing the run? Who's going to be the guy in the middle? Well, it looks like it's going to be Keanu Ben. But I say he's the obvious answer because we're going into the season. You know there was injury issues with Larry Okunjobi. Cam Hayward is advanced in age. I'm not going to call a guy old because he's still younger than I am. So and he knows where to there. find us. That's not right. Good. So, I, I don't, you're not I don't, old, Cam. Cam, you're not old. I don't need the captain kicking my door down. So I'm not going there. But at the same time, you you know, as, as defensive linemen get further down the line, that risk of injury is just there. And you don't want to test that depth too soon as far as the defensive line goes, even though we know they've gotten significantly younger in a short period of time but it, it still opens you up to the possibility that there may be some depletion there. Brayton Fajoko has been around the league. He knows what's going on. He knows his way in and out. So he, he would be the easy guy you can plug right in there. You could even kind of technically make it a insert first name Fajoko here, because if you believe, believe reports, his cousin, Simi Fajoko is probably right. primed to sign. He's a wide receiver out of Stanford. I want to say he was a cowboy previously, but I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going to say Trenton Thompson at okay. defensive back. He was a guy who saw earlier in the preseason uh, forced to turn over. I think he had an interception. I want to say it was the Tampa game. We had an interception in that game and it was you know, a pretty good performance for him. And you, you look at injuries in this defensive backfield because there's possibilities there. Once again, I'm not going to call someone old because they're not older than I am, but you still have guys like Patrick Peterson back there. So there's, there's always that nagging, thought in your mind of right. what happens here what happens there and people are already trying to tell you that oh well he's old and i'm like he had five picks last year he was yeah, like yeah. tied for second in the league and make a hat six what are we talking about he's good yeah right so but there's always that possibility so trenton Tom, I'm, I'm gonna go with trenton thompson for my answer for the guy who could have an impact and i'm basing that on specifically because injuries do happen defensive backs you could see those pile up over time and he might be a guy they have to plug in quickly yeah, you're right, though. The easy answer is Braden Fajoko. That's who my first instinct was. I know, I knew it was going to be your first instinct, too, because of the age on the defensive line. Because, to be quite honest, I don't know what they're going to get in the guys that are already rostered there as backups, right? Like, we know what to expect from Cam Hayward and Larry Ogunjobi. I think we're all very high on Keanu Benton because yes. we saw the way he practiced and played this summer. The Marvin Leal is still kind of that tweener we're not quite sure about. And then you get to Montrevious Adams, Isaiah Loudermilk, Armin Watts. I just kind of look at them as, eh, you're going to be on the field on special teams, maybe. Uh, you, you may get dressed. Like, Watts, I don't know if he even gets dressed on game day. So they're the kind of guys that might be easily recycled out of the lineup if they feel like, for example, we're playing Cleveland and we've got to be stout against the run this week. Let's bring Fajoko right. in. Um, exactly. if, if, if you can you know, get him to get him on the game day roster. Um, I do think, and I kind of looked at the secondary too for another one of these names that I think may contribute at some point. They've already got a lot of guys rostered at corner. We know they just went out and got another corner in Desmond King. So it would take some injuries at this position for it to happen. Injuries probably and lack of performance, but lack of performance, I don't know. From what I saw from James Pierre in training camp and preseason, I can see lack of performance affecting him. 
and injuries do happen. So Luke Barku was a guy that caught my eye a little uh, bit at training camp and in preseason. That's a guy, XFL experience, that, I, you know, he's he's been a journeyman. I mean, he's been on four or five different teams in two seasons, I think. Maybe even more than that. Maybe like half a dozen different teams. Um, I think he's been Jacksonville twice, maybe. Here nor there, Luke Barku's been around. And he's a guy I could see maybe dressing for special teams one week because they get dinged up at corner or something like that. But I think we do agree that the one guy who is primed to have some kind of impact, who ended up on the practice squad somehow, would be Braden Fajoko. Um, that's the one that, that sticks out, I think, to both of us. Yeah, it, it's the easy thing. And and it's not even necessarily because of the the guys around him. It's about that one thing he does. And I think you right. mentioned it perfectly. You know, you're you're gonna you're gonna need at some point somebody that can be a run plugger if you lose somebody else higher up in that depth chart. And if Keanu Benton is that guy, you might see Braden Fajoko sooner rather than later. Because I think the reason why Brayden Fajoko isn't on the 53-man roster is because they're so high on Keanu Benton. And if something happens there with him, then you have Montrevious Adams behind him, but you're going to need somebody else as another option. And that's where Brayden Fajoko slides in. Real quick, before we get to these league-wide predictions, I did want to touch on this. Because we, you know, we, we saw it all come out yesterday. Upon the signing of Kendrick Green in Houston, Nick Casario has his press conference feels the need to refute claims from Big Ben that were on his football and podcast where I, I didn't think Ben really threw too much shade at Kendrick Green. He, mm. he, he kind of stated what Kendrick Green was, which was a less than optimal replacement for Marquise Pouncey. Um, but Nick Casario feeling the need to defend Kendrick Green against Ben Roethlisberger's podcast Slings and Arrows yesterday was just slightly amusing to me because I'm not sure which of these two guys is... Well, I just don't know. Like, if I walked in on the two of them fighting, Roethlisberger and Casario, first of all, I don't know how many <laughs> fists would be thrown and how many would be like this. And second, I don't know whose side I would have. That's not a knock on Ben. I just, uh, it would be an interesting little squaring off. The podcast slings and arrows thing from Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> is becoming more of a consistent talking point, isn't, isn't it? it? Isn't it, though? It, it's almost like the things that he would do during the course of the week of his playing career are just now happening at the end of his playing career, but they're not really changing that much. It's it's odd. And if you've been around that much, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you've been inside that, that building, if you've been over on South Water Street, particularly on Wednesdays, you're probably going to catch a choice soundbite or two. And they might even be directed at specific people, depending on who's in the room. That's all I'm saying. And I'll leave it there. But um, that while saying that, what he said about Kendrick Green, it doesn't make it unfair because you're looking at, we're not really talking about Kendrick Green, the player for what he was. It was for what he was expected to be. Right. And you're talking about an organization that has had a 50 year long tradition of centers, not five years, not 10 years, not a couple draft half boxes. a century. We're talking half a century of a tradition of centers playing on this and on this roster. And you had to play to a certain level yeah. and he came nowhere near that level of expectation. But when he was brought in, he was brought in, you know, they used a, a was a day two pick on him and mm -hmm. they expected him to be a guy who could slot right in and start right away, which by the way, 
is not something that always happens on the Steelers offensive line, especially if you're in the middle. Marquise Pouncey is one of those rare guys. Even yes. Mike Webster didn't slot in and start right away right. at the center position. So that's right. something you kind of remember. Because you kind of remind yourself or remember in the back of your mind. So he was brought in with that expectation just heaped upon him. And he just totally fell short. So it's not like anything Ben said was unfair because it actually was considering what he was supposed to be. And Ben's right. He was supposed to be the guy that's like the central linchpin for the final couple years of his career. And it made it a lot more complicated. It, him aging out as a quarterback was hard enough because the way Ben played, his mobility and, and his ability to be athletic and make plays that way was pretty much the hook for him. So the older he got, the less it was possible to do that. But then when you have the guy who's supposed to be the central piece in front of you and doesn't meet the expectation he's supposed to, of course it's going to look a lot worse than it does. It was. It had nothing to do with how he played, but it still strikes me as one of the craziest things they did by simply handing him Marquise Pouncey's jersey number. Like, uh, yeah, you rough. pull that out of circulation for at least a couple years, right? You and they usually don't do that. Not with it, guys of that stature, right? You you give it to a linebacker, a third string linebacker next right. to your practice or something, and let it just kind of work its way out, right? If you do anything with it, I'd have put it on the shelf. But they give it to his replacement. And his replacement mm -hmm. didn't replace anything. It, it, I, it was not good. All right. I just thought we'd touch on that because Casario v. Roethlisberger would be a hell of a celebrity death match. Um, also sounds free... like a really old lawsuit that was like tried in the Supreme Court. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in like the 1800s. 1957, Casario v. Roethlisberger set it's the like, precedent for immature arguments. It's um, like powdered wigs and, and tuxedos. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. Uh, speaking of fights and celebrity death match and all that celebrities celebrity Steeler fans there are a lot of you out there you may be watching or listening to this podcast right now in which case we thank you and ask you to spread the word via your social media okay Snoop um but who is your favorite celeb Steelers fan we'll touch on that just at the end of the show for a minute because somebody somebody was doing their celeb Steelers fan thing uh in Bristol Connecticut of all places the other day but coming up next here on fourth down in the Steel City Myself, Josh, Greg, our producer, we each give you our MVP, our Defensive Player of the Year, Rookies of the Year, Coach of the Year, and who's going to the playoffs this year in the NFL, and most importantly, who's beating who in the Super Bowl. Our 2023 season predictions next on 4th Down in the Steel City. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
conversations, matchup breakdown, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with Chris Mack and Josh Taylor. And welcome back in Fourth Down in the Steel City. We keep it rolling here in Episode 2. Again, don't forget to subscribe, download, rate, review. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, shout it from the rooftops. We're going to be here just about daily, giving you all the latest Steelers news, our insight on it, analysis, opinions, of course, post-game and pre-game pods as well to make sure you are ready because we are now just a week from kickoff of week one. And with that being said, gentlemen, we must make predictions sure to go wrong. Um, <laughs> I, I I, feel like there's, there's a lot of chalk in NFL predictions early on this year. Everybody seems to be riding a lot of the same trains. Everybody's, you know, everybody loves the darling Detroit Lions and kneecap fighting Dan Campbell. And everybody loves Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville because that hair is amazing. Everybody's got their favorites. But I think we'll differ just enough that it should make for an interesting exercise here. We'll tell you who's going to win what divisions, who the wild cards are, who's beaten who in the Super Bowl in just a second. But let's start with our league-wide award predictions. All right, Greg, I'll let you lead us off. Go ahead. Who is going to be NFL MVP 2023? Uh, I'm going with Jalen Hurts. I thought, I thought that he had a huge year last year, and I don't see any reason why he won't make a giant step four on top of what he did last year with those weapons that he has in Philadelphia. The defense has gotten even better and that's just going to help get him the ball more. So I'm going hurts. Okay. Not a bad choice. I like that one. Um, I'm surprised. Well, well, we'll see. We'll go through the whole exercise. Don't cut yourself off, Chris, Josh, who do you got? NFL MVP 2023. It's a shame because Jalen Hurts, I originally thought that would be my pick. And the, the part that bothers me is I think the best season he could have put together individually to give himself an MVP award, it might have come last year. Yeah, that's true. It might have been last season, and he was overshadowed by a guy who pretty much does most things a lot of quarterbacks can't do. And if his coach could design him in a lab, that's the guy he would come up with. And when it comes to that, I got to go right back to that guy. I'm going back to Mahomes here. It it just it feels like it's cliche. It feels like it's too easy. But until we find something, until we find a foil for him, I don't know if there's anything out there that can stop him. I was having this discussion not too long ago. I was telling somebody, I said, the scariest thing about Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes is what they haven't done yet. Because yeah. they there's so much that they really have not scratched the surface on. I, I mean, they've they've had a couple opportunities here and there, but They've been able to – you saw what they did when they kind of retooled that roster on the fly. No Tyreek Hill, no problem. You know, they, they stuff Isaiah Pacheco back there, and he turns into a monster. And, like, it, it didn't even matter. This team goes back to the Super Bowl. So you see that, and you're knowing, you know that, hey, they still managed to add other things on here. I'm already telling you now they're my pick from the AFC in the Super Bowl. Mm. But I'm going Patrick Mahomes just because I can't find not – not that I can't find anybody that could outperform him. But we haven't found anybody, really, when he has everything around him that can stop him. Oh, contraire, Mr. Taylor. I've got a response. Uh Although it's it's hard to argue. I'm not going to argue with Patrick Mahomes as an MVP vote. 27 years old. All the points you just made. He's going to be at the top of the heap for most of the next decade. But he does have just the slightest bit of kryptonite. He was able slightly to overcome it this past January. But three times previously, he hasn't. Mm, Joe Burrow. We're going there. Wow. We're going there. 
Joe wow. Burrow, NFL MVP this year. I think wow. uh, I I just look Burrow does everything you want a quarterback to do. Is he he's look the mobility he's going to lose over the years just because of the hits that he's taken the first couple years of his career, but he doesn't have to be as mobile uh, as some quarterbacks. And look, in this case, he's still got some of that mobility. We'll see. I know I mentioned yesterday on the first episode about the calf issue and whether it's really yeah. a thing or not. We'll see how that plays out. Just get him. Just get him to January. Get Joe Burrow to January with all these weapons around him. I think you do have to worry a little bit about on defense about losing Jesse Bates. I think that's a big loss for them on the back end. It might lead to more shootouts, which might lead to even better numbers for Joe Burrow, which that's leads you exactly right down what the, I expect. Yep, right exactly down the MVP path. So mm-hmm. I think it's a huge year for Joe Burrow and Cincy. I'll give you. I'll, I'll I'll blow a tease here as well. The Bengals are going to win the AFC North. Relax, Steeler fans. Relax. <laughs> Relax. We'll break it so down in a couple minutes. He's going to be minutes. Joe extra shy. Extra is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Joe so, shy. Okay. So, so Greg's got Jalen Hurts. Josh has got uh, Patrick Mahomes. I've got Joe Burrow. Let's go to defensive player of the year. Again, Greg, I let you lead us off. I'm going TJ Watt. Ooh, Homer. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I got his shirt on. I, I, I really had no other option there. Uh, you know, came off the pectoral injury last year and still had a really good season. If they can get a full season out of TJ Watt, I think that there, there's no reason why he can't win this uh, award. Yeah, I, I saw them talking on uh, on Good Morning Football today. I think it was, or somewhere recently, about how TJ Watt is is underappreciated by some people. Um, in this market, I, perhaps? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, Josh, I, I can buy that argument for a little bit. I do have my concerns about him staying healthy for 17 games. As do I. As do I. And that's the reason why I'm not picking TJ Watt, but Ooh. I am going to pick somebody who has a lot of the same athletic tendencies and can make a lot of the same plays that TJ Watt makes. And this season, he's going to have more opportunity to make those kind of plays because it looks like his role is going to be a little bit more streamlined. And this is going to sound a little, little bit more like a chalk pick and like a, a fan favorite. But I'm going Micah Parsons. Ooh, okay. Parsons. I mean, you, you talk about completely freakish athletic defenders. Yeah. Parsons fits that bill just like TJ Watt fits that bill. It, it would have been easy to go with the Bosa brother or something like that, but Micah Parsons, if you want to talk about a guy who can do something similar, if not completely identical to something TJ Watt's capable of, Micah Parsons feels like that guy. And Dallas is really going to need him in that more concentrated role to be a lot more productive. I think they're going to need him to be more productive as far as the pass rush game is concerned. I think they need him to to stack some numbers up. And it's not like he's not capable but if he can stack some numbers up in the pass rush game and become more of a threat there while still making some of those athletic plays that he can make and forcing a couple of turnovers here and there, he can turn himself, and I'm, I'm going to borrow Chris for a uh, Chris reference here, a very nice facsimile yes. of a CJ Watt. Maybe not exactly identical, but, you know, maybe gone over a couple of times in a copy machine. It could be something similar. <laughs> <to that. laughs> um, I, I like the Micah Parsons call. That's a good one. I'm going to go, I, you know, I should have looked it up before we got started. I don't know the last time a corner one defensive player of the year, but this feeds into, again, a storyline that I will play out for you. Once we get to our playoff predictions, sauce Gardner, Ooh, I think I like this. I like it. Sauce Gardner is going to be Mr. Ball Hawk this year. He is going to be all over it. And I think to the point that 
it's going to win the Jets a few ball games. I know the focus is on Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson and Dalvin Cook and all all, all those, the super team style weapons that they piled up on the offensive side of the ball. But I think their offensive line is going to leave them wanting and Agreed. it's going to lead to some issues with Aaron Rodgers. I think their defense is going to bail them out a few times this year. And Sauce Gardner is key to that. If the, Again, to kind of blow a tease here for our division and wildcard predictions, if the Jets make the playoffs, it's because of Sauce Gardner. And oh, I have man. Sauce Gardner as my NFL defensive player of the year. Chris, now, Chris Stephon Gilmore, 2019, last there, time a cornerback won. It hadn't been that long. Hadn't been that long. Go. It could happen. And uh, Gilmore that year, he was as good as you think uh, as you think Sauce Gardner could be. And here's oh. what's scary. Sauce Gardner could be better than that. Sauce may have been as he good be as, at, last year as Gilmore was in 2019. He's that and I good. think he can be better than that this year. Yeah. He's you, you're talking about him winning some games. He might seal a couple shootouts for the Jets if they look in his direction. He might be the guy that you know finally puts puts the game on ice if they look in his direction with the game on the line. I totally agree with that. I like and that. they might and they might they might have to believe it or not win some low scoring games too. If Rodgers yep. is dinged up, if you know if, if again I don't trust the offensive line so. I think they may have to win some games with their defense. All right, let's go to the rookies. Let's start with offensive rookie of the year. Before we started recording, before we started having this conversation, before Josh even jumped on, Greg and I, I think we didn't we didn't tell each other who we had. Greg was trying to blow it all up, Josh, before he jumped on and tell me who we picked <laughs> for everything. I said, no, save it for the show. But I think we're all, I think we might all be thinking in the same direction on offensive rookie of the year. Okay. Mr. F- Mr. Finley, go first. Well, I wanted to be different with my MVP. Mahomes was easily the, the right pick, in my opinion, but I wanted to be mm-hmm. different. I can't do it this time. It's got to be B. John Robinson. He is the most hyped rookie that, you know, I mean, he was the number seven pick in fantasy football this year. Like, mm. the next rookie is, like, Bryce Young, and that's far down with a really suspect Carolina football team. It's got to be Bijan. Josh, I don't think there's any reason to argue with the man here, right? It's got to nope. be Bijan. You know, you know it's legit when a Razorback fan is picking a Longhorn <laughs> without hesitation. That's, this is how you painful. know it's for real. That's painful for you, and, man. And it's nothing against Bijan. It is nothing personal because <laughs> I think he's phenomenal. And there are people who go, why would they take him in the top 10? I'm like, clearly you haven't watched Bijan Robinson play football. Right. Once again, I'm, I don't admit often. Last time I admitted that a, a Longhorn running back was that good, it was probably Ricky Williams. Yeah. But Bijan Robinson's legit. He's not just going to run the ball. He's going to catch the ball. He's going to do a lot of different things for an offense that really needs him to. Yes, in Atlanta that's the key. That's because the key. It, he's going to keep Desmond Ritter on two feet. Like yes, I, this is not even an exaggeration. And he might be the thing that pushes Atlanta maybe even to the discussion of possibly contending for a very, very terrible division. Yeah. But that could be the difference as far as what Bijan Robinson might be able to do. That's how big of an impact he could have. I mean, when I just look at the top four or five favorites for this thing, Bryce Young, I like Bryce Young a lot. So I think I. I think Carolina could surprise some people this year once they figure out their offensive line, but they're not a playoff team. Um, Anthony Richardson, I think, is going to be a whole hell of a lot of fun to watch because sometimes we're going to go, oh, did you see what Anthony Richardson just did? And then other times we're going to go, oh, did you see what Anthony Richardson just did? <laughs> and C.J. Stroud, 
poor kid. I, yep. I wish there was a team around him. And then you get to like your, your Jackson Smith and Jigbas and Addison's and Gibbs. I don't think they have a real shot. Um, it's Bijan. It's got to be Bijan because to your point, Josh, he's going to drag the Falcons offense kicking and screaming into contention mm-hmm. with a super soft schedule in a really bad division. So I had a feeling we were all agreeing on the same person. It, as it turns out, the chemistry in fourth down in the Steel City is very strong early on, and we all got Bijan for Offensive Rookie of the Year. I, I, I would have liked point Addison out? if he would have played for a different team, but being overshadowed by Justin Jefferson yeah. just makes it so tough for a guy like him. And same with Jackson Smith and Jigba, overshadowed by DK Metcalf. That, that's just too tough. And I don't think Minnesota is going to be as good this year as they were last year. I thought they were lucky last year. Greg knows I called them mid Asota pretty much the second <laughs> half of the season. And they're going to, they're going to prove me right this year. I'm glad you brought up Jameer Gibbs though, because uh-huh. he's another guy because Detroit, they have weapons now. And I don't think people are paying attention because Jared Goff has never lacked in the ability to throw the football and he's got guys to throw to. And Gibbs is going to be one of several playmakers on that team. Otherwise I'd look at him. But you laid out a bunch of guys who are all on bad teams in bad divisions because Richardson's on a bad team in the bad division. Stroud's on a bad team in the bad division. Yep. Uh, Bryce Young's on a bad team in the bad division. And so is B. John Robinson. So the guy who's able to lift his team the most, to lift his bad team and his bad division the most, is the guy who's going to get the most attention. Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, all right, defensive rookie of the year. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I feel like we might all end up on the same guy again. But I'll let you guys go. Greg, who do you got? I'm going Jalen Carter. There we go. Yep. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Georgia. Me and Josh yep. are giant Georgia fans when it comes to guys that come to the NFL. They are bloodline. the bloodline of college football. Bloodline. bloodline. <laughs> there they go. They are the ones, man. <laughs> it was too easy for me to take Jalen Carter, Greg. It was too easy. I switched it up a bit. I took the guy that went a handful of spots ahead of him. They're not the bloodline now, but they used to be at one point. I'm going with Will uh, Will Anderson out of Alabama. Okay. I, I like the physicality. I love what he does. He can affect every part of the game. And one of the best games he had at Alabama was against Georgia in the national championship game. He was a monster. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to say he played pretty well in the SEC championship game too. Um, Athletic, young pass rushers in this league. There's always a market for them. There's always opportunities for them to do what they can do. And I'm going to point this out again. He's on a bad team in a bad division. So he can torture a lot of bad. He's going to have at least six opportunities to torture some quarterbacks on bad teams. That's a good so call. I'll go Will Anderson. Yeah, the schedule definitely plays into this. And Jalen Carter is not going to have it easy every week playing in the NFC East. Um, but I still. There's so I, much I, you can beat up Dak. <laughs> you only get to play him twice. Exactly. But Greg and I both Jones might not count as much. <laughs> right. Greg and I both have Jalen Carter. I that's probably the easy pick, but Will Anderson, I think, is a solid one too for Josh. All right. Coach of the year. Um this is I I had a couple different thoughts about this one. I think it could go to a team that gets to the back to the playoffs for the first time in a long time, a team that jumps by three or four wins. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the personality of the coach and the sound bites that he provides all year. So I have a couple in the AFC that I like, but there's one in particular in the NFC. Greg, go ahead. Who you got? Uh, I'm, I'm going with uh, 
Sauce Gardner's coach. I'm going with Robert Sala because Ooh. because I think that I I can't believe I'm saying this because I've been such a Jets hater my entire life, <laughs> but I really think that Aaron Rodgers is the missing piece that this team has been missing. Oh they have the weapons. He's they buying it, Josh. Added Dalvin Cook. They added Dalvin Cook. Garrett Wilson's going to be even better now because he actually has a quarterback that's going to get him the football. He's drinking the Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm drinking the Hard Knocks Kool-Aid. I think it's Robert Sala. I went back and forth with this. I went back Aaron and forth. Aaron Rodgers Kool-Aid. <laughs> is, is it red, though, is the question. <laughs> of course it's red. Okay. I'm... If he wins MVP again, you're going to be sorry. <laughs> Chris, Chris, you know I got to check for you. Because any under any other circumstances, you know you're invited to the cookout. But I got to yeah. check for you. I just got to check for you. <laughs> I went back and forth between one really well-known name and one name that's starting to be made for himself. And Chris kind of teased it. He talked about the kneecap biters up Mm -hmm. in Detroit and Dan Campbell is a really solid pick and spoiler alert. I got Detroit winning the NFC North. Wow. That's why Dan Campbell's on my list. However, the guy that I think wins the coach of the year, he won't win his division, but he will put his team in the playoffs and he's back with an opportunity to coach. You didn't hear his name until the end of the season when he finally got hired for another job. I got Sean Payton Sean in Denver. Payton. Wow. Sean Payton in Denver. And by the way, one of the thing, one of the teams I think he beats with Denver in the early part of the season, he's going to beat the Jets when they come to Denver. The Jets may wow. be 3-3 three and three after week six because one of the games they play is in Denver. And Sean Payton's going to beat Robert Sala in that game. Sean Payton, coach of the year. Wow. Comeback story, baby. So, so Greg is drinking the Aaron Rodgers Kool-Aid. Josh is on the the Sean Payton Russell Wilson Kool-Aid. Broncos and country, I- do please do not let's let's not ride. Not yet. <laughs> Just no, I'm not doing that. I can't. I can't I can't do it. I tried to, and then like, I, I almost threw up in my mouth. I <laughs> At least they don't I'm, have Nathaniel Hackett anymore. <laughs> not so great, Nate. <laughs> could be another reason why the Broncos beat the Jets. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, um, I'm gonna take a big old gulp. Mm. Uh-oh. Even though it's driving me nuts and I'm going to be tired. I'm already tired of it. I know I'm going to be oh, totally man. burned out on it by the end of the season. Don't I got to I got to go Dan Campbell. Detroit's getting oh, to the playoffs. Okay. I, I thought have... you were going to say like Zach Taylor or something. No. Uh, oh, okay. no, no, no. Okay. No, cool. No, he's got too much. Cool. So, Detroit's going to get to the playoffs. I don't another spoiler alert. I don't have them winning the North. You guys are going to make fun of me for my NFC North pick, but that's okay. Oh, you didn't. <laughs> I did. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, okay, all right. Wait. I'll let you go. Dan, Camp- let you go. Dan Campbell is, has been riding the hype train, everybody's hype train since last year. So I think it yeah. pays off for him with the Lions getting back to the playoffs. We're all going to burn out on the Lions hype about mm, Halloween, if not earlier. Um, but it, them getting back Covering to the playoffs. The spread in week one against Kansas City. Fuck it. Okay. They're going to at least cover the spread. Okay. All right. Dan Just Campbell, saying. kneecap biter. That's my coach of the year. <laughs> kneecap biting coach of the year. Yes. All right. Now let's make the let's let's start with it this way. I think it adds a little more intrigue. Let's name our three wild cards from each conference before we get to division winners. All right. Okay. Greg, you ready? Give me your three wild cards from the NFC and the AFC. Okay. NFC wild card. I have the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Lions. Okay. That, that's that's all realistic. I think that's realistic. Well, I think only one team's coming out of the West, and spoiler alert, it's not the Cardinals. Mm. Uh, wild card in the AFC, I have the Bengals, the Ravens, and the Jets. 
The Bengals, the Ravens, and the Jets. Okay, yeah. I see where you're going with that. Mm. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Josh, your NFC wild cards. My wild cards in the NFC, and I had to pull this up on my screen, make sure I'm reading this right. I have Dallas. I have uh I have San Francisco. Okay. And I have what's the other one? Indeed. Oh, yeah, Minnesota. I have Minnesota well, as the third. Okay. Even though I keep calling I keep joking up there Minnesota, but I have them <laughs> as a third as okay. a third wild card. On the AFC side of things, I have the Ravens, I have the Steelers, and I have the, the team that's coached by my coach of the year pick. I've got the Broncos. Wow, Russell Wilson back to the playoffs. That is yep. that is interesting. All right, I'll give you my wild cards. NFC side, I got the Niners. I don't have them winning the NFC West. Nor do I. I. Think, I think there's too many questions about that quarterback position there, especially with Brock Purdy leading the charge. Agreed. Uh, my second wild card, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I, I do think, as much as we make fun of Dak, I think Dak is committed to cleaning things up this year, and I think he will to the extent that the Cowboys are better on offense this year. And they've got a, they've made a commitment at running back. Pollard's the guy. I think Deuce Vaughn's going to be a ton to watch when he touches the football. But nonetheless, Dallas is my second wild card. And Let they Pollard cut, cook. They cut yeah. Ezekiel Elliott so they don't have to worry about that final play call that they had last year. <laughs> <laughs> good, good point, Greg. And uh, Zeke doesn't have to worry about it either for his own posterity's sake. Let Tony uh, Pollard cook. Let him, yeah. Mike McCarthy, oh, he's, let Tony Pollard cook. He's going to spawn sprinkled in yes. the run game is what won them games. They started Cooper rush for four games. They won three of them because Cooper rush didn't screw it up and they ran the ball. Well, right. They didn't Run try the to do Dallas. too much. Exactly. exactly. Detroit's my third wild card. I do not have them winning the North. That's the NFC side, San Francisco, Dallas, Detroit, my AFC side. You ready for this? Okay. Buffalo bills are a wild card this year. Mm-hmm. All right. And the Pittsburgh Steelers and I mentioned it earlier when I mentioned Sauce Gardner. I think the Jets make it by the hair on her chinny chin chin as the final wild card. Mm-hmm. I got Bills and Jets as wild cards. I can see the great consternation on Mr. Taylor's face. So let's get to our division winner picks, okay? I hear this one. I know where he's going. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, who do you have winning the divisions? He's NFC riding the, the AFC. He's riding the Belichick train. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> NFC, Philadelphia. Minnesota, New Orleans, San Francisco. Ooh, okay. That's pretty close. We're pretty close there. Josh? I got Philly. I got Detroit, obviously. Mm -hmm. I have New Orleans also. And I have Seattle. I got Mm -hmm. Seattle winning that division. I I like what they've done. I think Pete Carroll is getting that rejuvenation in his career. Um, I love the Jackson Smith and Jigba move. They've got stability at quarterback with Geno Smith. I think they really trust that running game with Kenneth Walker, and they got a couple guys that can interchange there. But this is the best kind of balance we've seen from Seattle in quite some time, probably since that those LOB days with Marshawn Lynch on the other side of the field. So I like Seattle. The last um, two guys, you, the last two guys you named. I mean, Kenneth Walker the third being healthy and Geno. That's the yeah. key right there. Yeah. I got him. I got him winning the division too. I'm also on Philly. I'm also on New Orleans, and like Greg, I am on Minnesota. I am so about Kirk Cousins. Look. This is going to be the most unpopular take of the week. I don't know why, but there is something about that quarterback show on Netflix that I got a soft spot now 
for Kirk Cousins. I got a soft spot for him. I can't help it, guys. He goes out there with his busted up ribs. He's fighting for his guys. It, it, it's, it's scarily close. It's almost like a more humble Ben Roethlisberger. Um, it's, I, I just got a soft spot for Kirk. Captain Kirk, I can't help it. And I do think that it's in a, in, in a weird sort of addition by subtraction kind of way. Not that I dislike Adam Thielen. Um, but I think a ton of footballs are going to get thrown Justin Jefferson's way, like 200 targets kind of year. And the more you put the ball in that dude's hands, the more good things are going to happen for the offense. So I got Minnesota winning the North. I like it. There's a great <laughs> amount of disappointment in Josh's <laughs> face right now. <laughs> it, it's it has nothing to do with Kirk Cousins. It has nothing to do with Justin Jefferson. I that was the luckiest team in the league last year. Their record in one score games was just absolutely just it was just how is this possible it was it was video game on rookie quality of their record in one score games. can i, tell and I don't what, know if they can pull that off twice i just can don't i know t- can. can i tell you why i believe in the defense improving just enough fair enough brian flores brian flores that's and that's that's a very good assertion i i do like that i do like the thought of adding brian flores and that's one of the reasons that's one of the things i do like about minnesota the thing i'm worried about and you bring up justin jefferson him getting the ball so much the question is, will they get too reliant upon Justin Jefferson? And right. will they be able to get a full season out of Adam Thielen to get the opportunity for him to compliment Justin Jefferson enough for Jefferson to be the the weapon that he is? And they let Alvin Cook walk. And I'm going, that's that's your production right there. It should be a it should be the Jefferson and Cook show. It should be there should be signs in Minnesota and purple saying, let Jefferson cook. <laughs> and it'd be a double entendre. Yeah. And I think they missed that opportunity in Minnesota. I think an offense that should have been so much better isn't going to be because they just let a major piece walk. So that's I, that's I, that's a big question. I don't know if Madison can pick yeah. it all up on his own. Um all right, that's, AFC that's side, Greg. AFC side, who do you have winning the division? Jacksonville. I have winning the uh, South because that division's terrible. Yep. I have the Chargers winning the AFC West. I have Buffalo winning the AFC East, and I have your Pittsburgh Steelers winning the AFC North wow. with a twelve and five record. So hold on, ja- Jacksonville in the South. Who in the East? Buffalo. Buffalo. Uh, the Chargers in the West, and the Steelers wow. in the AFC North. Hold on, if I read this right, Greg Finley, am I reading this right? Do you not have the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, whoa. Wow. Who, who, who gets lost and, and gets their flight rerouted to Siberia? Like what, who gets hurt? What do they change the rules guy of the that game? Gets hurt that messes that up. And it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. There's only one guy that gets hurt that screws that up, which is, Man. that's my MVP out the window, but that wow. is, that is an enormous wow. Pick by you, Greg. I know Pete's it's a, missing it's a playoffs. really bold take. It's a really bold take, but wow, that's where I'm at. All right, spicy, spicy. Josh, Ooh. who do you got winning the AFC divisions? AFC divisions, I it's it's so cliche, and it, well, I shouldn't <laughs> say it's cliche, but it's it's the thing to do now because everybody thinks there's a sexy team. I got Cincinnati beating the Steelers by a game or a half a game or like by okay. a tiebreaker in the North. I think it'll be closer than people say it's going to be. Um, it might come down to whether or not the Steelers can split with Cincinnati or if Cincinnati sweeps them. That might be the difference. But I do, I do think they edge the Steelers out in the north. I got Jacksonville one in the south because, A, Trevor Lawrence, and, B, the rest of the south say no more. Yeah. Um, I hate I hate that I'm even saying this, but 
I'm, well, I guess I don't hate that I'm saying it because it just seems like the easy pick, and it's really against what Greg's saying. I got Kansas City one in the West. Okay. And which which means, by the way, I don't have the Chargers in the playoffs. Okay. I'm not convinced their coach should have his job. So I'm I'm this I'm this I, I I did all this and then I I did the same thing. I looked back and went, I don't have the Chargers in the playoffs. But I think you're absolutely right. This man cannot afford to miss the playoffs again. And he's going to cost them a playoff spot. And everybody's going to look around and say, what has Justin Herbert done in his first contract? And Justin Herbert, most importantly, is going to look around and say, what did I accomplish in my first contract? And Justin Herbert is going to walk to somebody with a bigger office than his head coaches and say, excuse me, um, it's him or me. And guess what? They're going to choose Justin Herbert. I don't trust a dude. That that blows a twenty seven point lead in the playoff mm-hmm. game. I I do not trust you. And and you had Austin Eckler in your backfield. What, what? are you doing? What I are need, you doing? I need. To and then they something. did not pay that guy during the offseason. <laughs> and then they finally decided, oh wait, he's Austin Eckler. Let's pay him. It's bad enough we didn't give him the ball when we needed to the most. All right, but Greg. let's go and solve him further and pay him. Go ahead. I, Tell us I how the Chargers to... win the division other than Patrick Mahomes no, no, getting no. getting lost in South America on a backpacking <laughs> trip. No, no, no. I need to clarify something. I filled this out at like 3 in the morning during my shift <laughs> yesterday, and I did not mean to put the Chargers over the Chiefs. And then whenever you said, you don't have the Chiefs in the playoffs, I just played it off. But no. Because I have the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. I'm like, what I was are we curious, talking about? Man. I was curious. Greg, I was starting to get scared for I'm you. Sorry. You I'm know sorry. what? I think I'd have been I think I'd have been more impressed if you'd have just gone with it. But yeah. okay, that's fine. But I'd so rather you... but I'd rather chicken out and get my Super Bowl right than have to like pick somebody else that I don't believe in. Okay. I was gonna I have, respect you if you did it. That's what I'm saying. Don't I have the Chiefs winning the AFC West. I'm sorry. Oh, I've... but that but that means you're just jumping on board with us and leaving the Chargers out of the playoffs, right? Correct. Okay, yeah. so everybody. No, but on it's the... the same. But it's the same reason that Josh has. I don't trust Brandon Staley. Yeah, and I and I don't know why I wrote Chargers. I I'm telling you, I filled this out at three a.m. <laughs> I was tired. I work yeah. night shift for anybody that doesn't know this, and I tried to get my homework done early, and this is what happens. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. I got I got to put one thing out. Who did I say with my wild cards? I said Steelers, Ravens, and Broncos. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That said. Where's I, Buffalo? I, you got Buffalo winning the division? Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't. Oh, no. Oh, no. And, and honestly, not here. <laughs> as much as I hate to put the Jets in first place in the AFC East, <gasps> I hate it. He's trying to call it. No, here's the thing. <laughs> the reason why the Jets have the Jets win a division is because Buffalo is going to fall short. <clears throat> Buffalo I went down the wrong hurt. pipe. I was drinking too fast. Mm, Kool-Aid. Mm. Here's here's the problem I have. Because last season, and Greg will tell you this, there was a team going into last year that I was super high on, and it was Buffalo. I was high on Buffalo, and I was really high on Philly. Yep. I don't feel as great about Buffalo now. Losing Vaughn Miller for four games, and you saw what their defense looked like, but they didn't have him down the stretch last year. They're going to come limping out of the gate. They fixed the run game. They they finally decided, hey, let's not make our quarterback our best, our best, you know, guy carrying the ball. They may have fixed that problem, at least in theory, before the season starts. We'll see if Damian Harris gets the ball and, and so does James Cook. We'll see if they fix that problem. But at the same time, there were a lot more cracks in the facade at the end of last season than right. there were at the beginning. And I don't know if they patched up all of them. This is wild. And- 
I don't know if they fixed all the problems. I say the same thing with Miami. Miami had cracks in the facade at the end of last season, and I don't know if they patched any of them up. See, I got Miami winning the East. Um, Wow. And so I still have – my my defense, I still have Buffalo in the playoffs as a wild card, but I got Miami winning the East, Jacksonville, Cincy, and Kansas City in the other divisions. So we're all pretty much all on point there. So, yeah. the Jets? Final wild card. Final wild oh, okay. card. I have I have the Ravens missing. That's the oh, team that I have. Oh, okay. Ravens and of course the Broncos because I trust Russell Wilson about as far as I can throw him. But <laughs> so, <laughs> I I I just I don't trust that Todd Munkin's going to walk into Baltimore and instantly fix everything. That's um, fair. And That's so fair. until that happens, until I get word from my people in Baltimore, um, put the word out on the streets that we back up. Um, until I get word <laughs> <our> reference. Yes. <laughs> from my people in Baltimore that Lamar is actually doing the work and that's not what I'm hearing. Um, then I don't trust that Lamar and Munkin are going to be on the same page. So I have and, Baltimore and, missing the playoffs and Munkin doesn't have the offensive line that he had in Georgia. Exactly. <laughs> See, that's a really good point. He didn't have brother Jones on the left tackle. That's all Mm-mm. I'm saying. So that's, all right. that's so, a point well made. So we all have our playoff teams listed. Um, I, we were going to talk about celebrity Steeler fans and and Coach Cal sort of trolling for Steeler tickets up in Bristol, Connecticut the other day. We can talk about that another time. We'll save that for next week on one of next week's episodes. We'll dive into Super Bowl predictions because we all got a surprise missing the playoffs. I imagine there's got to be some surprises in our Super Bowl predictions, especially if intrepid producer Greg Finley filled it out at 3 in the morning. Who knows? He may have the San Antonio Brahmas win it at all, people. Come back and find out next on 4th Down in the Steel City. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. In-depth conversations, matchup breakdown, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with Chris Mack and Josh Taylor. All right, welcome back in. It is fourth down in the Steel City. We were going to talk about celebrity Steeler fans. We'll do that another day uh, because John Calipari was up in Bristol trying to troll for free Steelers tickets. Like, just, just, just call someone. Just call. Just, like, you don't have numbers in your phone, Coach Cal, that you could call. Anyway, we made some wild predictions as to who's going in the playoffs in the last segment. And for the bulk of the show, we've been hashing this out. For example, Josh... He's got the Broncos making the playoffs. Okay, all right. You believe in Sean Payton? You do you. I'm okay with that. I believe in Denver's defense, too, because it's really, okay. really good. And they, they got a pretty good roster. That is fair. Denver's I, biggest flaw last year was their head coach. I don't think that's a mystery. Anymore. No, not to anybody, no. Although I think Russ is a close second. 
We'll talk. We're gonna have that storyline throughout the year. I um I kind of went off the board a little bit, although Greg was with me and taking the Vikings to win the NFC North. I've got the Ravens missing the playoffs. Greg almost had the Chiefs missing the playoffs, but we got it squared away. No worries. We all have the Chargers missing the playoffs. This is crazy. So now Super Bowl predictions. You can paint the picture of how the playoffs play out if you want to or not. I'll leave that up to you guys. But Greg, you mentioned it earlier. They're your Super Bowl champs. You got them going back to back. The Chiefs. Why? How? Why? Because Patrick Mahomes. How? Mm-hmm. Because Patrick Mahomes is really good at football. And, you know, Josh <laughs> has him winning the MVP. I went I Jalen Hurts because I wanted to be different because I thought we all were going to have Mahomes. <laughs> but I also think that Jalen Hurts' offense is going to take an even bigger step forward because, like I said earlier, they drafted, like, the entire Georgia defense for this Philadelphia Eagles defense. And I think that that's going to – get Jalen Hurts the ball more because of how good this defense will be. I have the Chiefs beating the Eagles. It's the same Super Bowl as last year. Very chalky, Gregory. Very chalky, but you got a rematch. It would be a hell of a game. I'll give you that much if we get it again. Chiefs and Eagles. Josh, what do you got? This is going to sound crazy. Um, I got Chiefs and Eagles, too. I got a different result. I got the revenge tour for Philly. Okay. For a, a couple of the same reasons Greg laid out, the defense just got a lot better because, you know, they just raided the entire cupboard. That was, um, that uh, was, where's, where's that school? Where's, where's the university of Georgia? It, it, Athens, Georgia. They raided the cupboard in Athens, Georgia and took that whole they defense. Went, they went to the Piggly it. Wiggly and just wiped sure everything did. off the shelves. <laughs> they yeah. went nuts. They they went to Publix and went crazy. <laughs> so I think they did that with their defense. Jalen Hurts, I think, will do his thing. They stocked mm-hmm. up at running back. I think they're still loaded at wide receiver. They lost Isaac Samalo on the offensive line, and I don't think it'll matter because they still have Jason Kelsey. They still got some good tackles there. And this is a stat I'm going to bust out. I don't bust it out often. In the 50 plus years of Super Bowl champions. I wonder if I remember this correctly. 75 or 76% of the time, the winning team that won the Super Bowl had either a top 10 scoring offense or a top 10 scoring defense. Okay. 67% of the time, the Super Bowl champion had both. Mm. Philly was one of the few teams last year that had both. They were the third best scoring offense and the eighth best scoring defense. I think they could be a top 10 team in both categories again this season. I will make this claim. If not for that sack and fumble for Jalen Hurts that turned into a scoop and score, Philly has a shot at winning that game, and they probably do. Yeah. I think that one turnover in that game Changed made the every, difference. Yep. And, Greg, you know how much, you know how, how much I, I hammer the button when it comes to the turnover margin. Because Philly, for the most part, when they won the turnover margin, they beat teams and they beat them badly. I got Philly beating Kansas City in the rematch. Wow. All right. Philly over Kansas City from Josh. And Greg has a repeat of last year, Kansas City over Philly. To very little surprise, I have the Eagles in the Super Bowl as well. In fact, I have Jalen Hurts and the Eagles and all those Georgia Bulldogs winning the Super Bowl. But I do not have them beating the Kansas City Chiefs in said Super Bowl. No, no, no. This harkens back to my MVP pick, friends. There is only one one kryptonite for Patrick Mahomes, and he wears stripes on his helmet and does crazy things. And he's going to have a big old fat cigar between his teeth after the AFC championship game. It's Joe 
Burrow and the Cincinnati Joe Bengals. Shiesty rides again mm-hmm. in the AFC. Wow. He does. He does. And he <laughs> takes the Bengals back to the Super Bowl, but alas, loses to that incredible defense of the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts. So defense is so good. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so, so two of us have the Eagles. A third of us has the Eagles going back, but losing to the Chiefs again. All that being said, before we wrap up, I got to ask, since we all have the Steelers going to the playoffs, two of us as a wild card and one as a division winner, which would be enormous. How do we have the Steelers exiting? How does it happen for them this year? Because I'll paint my picture first so you guys can cook it up in your heads if you want to. My Mine goes like this. They finish as the second wild card. Mm-hmm. just behind Buffalo in the AFC standings and behind Cincy in the division. So they're the second wild card, which means they got to go to a very good Jacksonville team. But it's still a relatively inexperienced Jacksonville team. And I think they pull off the upset on the road in the playoffs and beat the Jags. And I think they actually make it to the divisional round of the playoffs. And they and – they visit the Dolphins, where I think it goes south. I think the oh. Dolphins simply outshoot them. I think Kenny Pickett has some weird fever dreams of being back in Miami, probably the what, the, the worst performance of his very young career, perhaps a, an untimely turnover. And I think the Dolphins beat the Steelers in the divisional round. That ends up being Pittsburgh's exit this year. But I think we'll be happy with it at that point, right? We'll look up and go, man, Kenny yeah. Pickett got him to, to within a game of the AFC championship. But I think that's what the exit looks like for the Steelers this year. I have the Steelers finishing, uh, winning the AFC North. I have them as the number two seed. Wow. I have them 12 and five. That's a really good record, guys. That's wow. <laughs> got to be that's gotta be the two seed. Let me get the rest wow. of my Kool-Aid ready. I got the Kenny Kool-Aid. And they're going to probably face off against the Bengals in in my scenario. It's either the Bengals or the Ravens, and I think they're going to win. I think they're going to beat either of those teams because they're probably going to split in the regular season with either of those teams. So it comes down to a round three. Steelers at home. I'm taking Pittsburgh. And then I think they lose to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. Championship game. Greg Finley is flying high. On the Steelers' train. I love what this team has done. They helped the offensive line, which is going to help their run game, and they've made their defense look even better by these moves that they've made. I see All no right. reason why they can't make a run. Okay. Uh, I don't disagree. And, and Greg, you for the duration of the time that you and I have worked together, and I've been talking behind a microphone and you've been there with me, you've, you've pretty much heard step-by-step, Line by line, almost detail by detail, what I thought this organization was going to do dating back about three years ago. And Greg is my witness. I was telling people, here's who the coordinators are going to be. This is what they're going to do. And this is the identity they're going to build it on. And they've done it exactly line by line as I've expected them to do. And now I'm going to step on Chris's toes because I have I have them going on the road in the playoff game and winning in the wild card. Okay. Now, whether it's Jacksonville, which I think it could be, or could it maybe even be the Jets? Ooh, okay. Keep an eye out for this. This could be interesting. But it's going to be one of those two teams because I don't think they can go on the road in a wild card game and beat Kansas City. I don't think they're ready for that yet. And I'm not 100% sold on them going on the road in the playoff game and beating Cincinnati yet. I'm not there. I got to see it first, especially when Vontez Perfect is not involved. Right. So I got to see that happen first. But I can see them going to Jacksonville, like Chris said. I can see them going to MetLife and beating the Jets. 
in a playoff game and I have them losing in the divisional round. Cause like I said, I can't see them winning the Kansas city yet. I can't see them winning in Cincy yet. Although I think they're building in the right direction to have a team that might be capable of doing it next year in the playoffs, just not this year. So I have them playoff team, double digit wins, win a playoff game. We say it sounds great now, but someone somewhere will not be happy when it's all said and done, but that's yep. what I got. All right. That's our official NFL season-long prediction show then. And look, the reason I kept leaning over like this is because I was writing it all down on this on this pad right here. Austerity, baby. I, I got all our picks. And so we will revisit it throughout the year. And of course, at the end of the season, thank you for enjoying another episode of Fourth Down in the Steel City. He's Greg Finley, who tries it, it tries to keep us on the rails. He's God Josh Taylor from KDK TV2 and 93.7 The Fan. I'm Chris Mack. Also from 93.7 The Fan, we appreciate you joining us again. Make sure if you haven't already, if this is your first time here, go back, listen to episode one. It's only been a couple days. Go listen to it. Make sure you download. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you rate and review and come get it, whether you get it in your iTunes, whether you get it in your Odyssey app, which is free, by the way, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it today. Or you're watching on YouTube. Thank you for that as well. And we will catch you next time. We lead right into week one. We're ready for it after a long holiday weekend to get you ready for the Niners and the opener at, don't call it after Heinz Field. That will be in our next episode. Thanks again for joining Fourth Down in the Steel City.